Bush and Richie here with your Hometime Show podcast. Boy, have we got a treat for you guys. We've had so many emails and messages about the little advert that's running for the show at the moment that's to do with walking, even though it sounds like someone else, that we thought we'd do something extra special because we love you. <laughs> I hope I hope that people asking for this on demand isn't because they're they're, they're trying to sort of like listen to it and slow it down and, uh, and 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 put things in there that shouldn't be and that kind of stuff. But we're we're taking you in good faith and that you just like it and you want to hear it in your own time. So at the end of today's podcast, a little treat for you. Does a smell ever take you back to a certain place or time? Let me let me explain. Uh, there's a new smelly shop opened up just around the corner from us here in Leon C. And I was walking Thea down the road, and it sells soap and smelly soap and all that kind of stuff. And it's such a strong kind of sweet smell that you can smell it on the street. And I was like, wow. And it took me right back to a shop that I used to adore back when we used to live in Trowbridge or Trovegas in Wiltshire. And it's in Bradford Haven, which is just down the road, a lot posher. Uh, and it was a, a shop called Terracotta. And this was a shop that at the front sold really sickly smelling kind of sweet soap, that kind of stuff in these little wicker baskets. And out the back of the shop, and this is where me and my friends loved it so much, out the back of the shop, it had like a joke shop section. And you don't really see joke shops too much anymore, but Terracotta used to be our weekly uh, pilgrimage there to go and buy stink bombs, caps, bangers, finger snapping fake chewing gum. Do you remember all that kind of stuff? Vampire teeth, blood capsules, that kind of thing. If you're a rugby league fan, you might know what I'm talking about. So we used to go there every week and used to absolutely love it, but it has been gone donkey's years. So I thought, interesting chat for the first hour of the Home Time Show. What is your favourite shop that doesn't exist anymore? For me, it'd be Terracotta. Oh, I think I would have to go straight to our price. Uh, that that yes. was uh, that was a, a a Saturday lunchtime fixture. That was you know you you you've got your pocket money or your newspaper round money during the week, and then you go and blow it on a couple of singles or an album that you didn't really need. And as time passed, as well as the years passed, then you'd have like the lit the listening stations at the front of the shop as well, where you could listen to albums before you bought them because you couldn't stream because there was no internet. So for me, I don't even have to pause to think. It's our price. You're absolutely right. I used to love it. There was a brilliant R price on the corner of uh, in Torquay, just near the NCP car parks. It was like your last port of call before going back to get the car with your parents. Um, there's no jeopardy in buying music anymore now because you can hear most of it. You can hear all of it before you go and get it. Whereas <laughs> yeah. we used to read like Vox magazine, and if they did a good review or like Melody Maker or Enemy, if they did a good review of an album, uh, like you go, you just go and buy it purely based on that. You'd have no idea to do the bus trip or car trip home not knowing what this damn thing was like you just read the uh, the album sleeve notes and that's pretty much it a couple of great shouts for uh, some sporting uh, connected ones Pete's saying Olympus Sport everything from football to cricket to rock climbing yes. to golf I remember them uh, and then Cy this is a great shout this is the kind of shop that I would have just got lost in soccer scene on Carnaby Street he says before the internet oh. this was the place to buy random football shirts from all all over the world. That's it. You see someone in a pub with like a Uganda football uh, national football top on. Where the hell did you get that? And it was always from that shop. That's amazing. Uh, James says, if people don't say Woolworths, you're lying to yourself. I'm going to take issue with that. I know everyone like you know bows down before Woolies, but our Woolies in Brixham in Devon, our local one, it wasn't much cop. I just didn't like going in there. What was wrong with it? I don't know. It was always like never had the records that you wanted. And then the rest of it was like, you know, get one of them red pens with a blue nib that you have to get as standard stationery for school or a scientific calculator. Thanks very much. I'll leave it. Mate, they might have been missing a few records, but they all have pick and mix. And that's their saving grace. 
Fair play. I mean, there's arguments both ways. James Waters adds in saying, what about Pete's Treats in Colchester? And he's done a little advert for it. It says, love food, like it out of date, hate labels, then this was the place for you. One basket, ten items for two quid with no labels. (laughs) Richard's putting in junk shops. He's saying, not charity shops, not house clearance, not antiques, just a shop full of random junk. Kind of place that I used to go to find everything from a dinky Ford Escort to a portable TV with a weird wobbly veneered table to Gary Newman records. All sold by a Dickensian bloke who smoked a pipe. I love it. It's a, it's a shame, isn't it? You don't see those places anymore. Uh, speaking of not seeing anymore, I just want to ask anyone uh, who is also from Devon that's listening to this show, obviously grew up in Brixham and Torquay, is Fat Willie's Surf Shack in Paynton still a thing? At one point, everyone was walking around with Dayglow Fat Willie's Surf Shack t-shirts and trousers and shorts and stuff like that, and I'm not sure if it's still a thing. That's another shop I miss. Uh, blockbuster video from Pete said, yes, there was a huge amount of time wasted wandering around trying to agree on a film to watch, but it was character building and getting the snacks as you queued. Staying with that film theme, Zoe says, uh, I really miss Cardiff Video Centre. Had everything you could think of, including world film, manga, kung fu, all the carry-ons, and also had a mysterious adult section room behind a plastic fly curtain. <laughs> Paul is in Orpington. What are you missing, Paul? Oh, uh, it's Tandy. You know, it's really <laughs> Tandy Electrical. Yes. Oh, yes, absolutely <laughs> amazing. What do you miss about Tandy the most, the electrical shop from back in the day? <laughs> so we used to uh, go in there on a Saturday afternoon just to press the demo button on all the electrical oh. keyboards, pianos. Paul, and, that uh, is... Oh. That is an amazing memory. I'd for, I'd forgotten that that was even a thing, but I absolutely <laughs> me and my mate Jason would do that. That is that is such a spot on memory of Tandy. It's crazy, and uh, yeah, I don't know how the, the staff kept their, their sanity. Honestly, we just press all the buttons on the, all the keyboards, and they just uh, send them all off. And uh, I think every kid in the town did it. <laughs> Do you know what we used to, we used to go in there for uh, football scores for the CFAX and Teletext and stuff like that yes. at half time on a Saturday to find out what, how Everton were losing and then on top of that the other demo that was good to do do you remember um, and this is still a bit of a thing with some car stereos you remember all the flashy lights you used to get on the front yeah. of an old stereo player we used to get that to do <laughs> yeah. the demo as well it was like close encounters of the third kind that's right yeah <laughs> and another shop was uh, the reject shop in Bromley where they had uh, like dancing coke cans and flowers to music, you know, uh, sound operating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they were great. Good memories, Paul. Well done, fella. Fantastic. Uh, I am still holed up at my dad's flat uh, this week as uh, some uh, builders uh, knock things down uh, back at my house. Uh, And one of the things about being in my old man's flat this week uh, is I'm living in Fearbush of something that he has on his desk in his lounge. It is a giant boat giant boat Um, and I have a nearly three-year-old toddler uh, that keeps eyeing this thing up and if I'm not watching like a hawk he is going to be up on the chair up onto that thing he keeps on pointing at it like Daddy, what is that? What is that boat? What is that? Oh, no, no, leave it alone. That is that is not to be touched. This thing will come down like like a matchbox tower if he goes anywhere near it. And I, I dread to think the cost involved. It's it's been in my dad's office when he used to work. It's then been on his desk uh, in this flat for years and years and years. Gone everywhere with him. This boat has always somehow stayed intact. And I've just got this fear that Rocco's going to total it. <laughs> 
Well, this is it. I mean, it was poking out from your shoulder. The crow's nest of this boat was poking out over your shoulder in our video chat earlier. And I was thinking, is that a little model boat behind Richie there? But I didn't have the heart to ask. So now we know it's some kind of family heirloom. And, and anyone listening to this right now, you might have a thing in your house that you might want to take to Antiques Roadshow when things get back to normal in the not-too-distant future. And I guess you probably want to keep that away from little tiny uh, prying hands or, or just maybe something you bring out for special occasions. I guess this, these are these kind of items that we're talking about. I think everyone must have them in the household. And and I think also there'll be a subcategory. Some of these items, they might not actually be antiques roadshow worthy, but they might just be fragile. They, they might just be like end of life and just don't go any near it because it's going to fall apart. All right, we're just nursing that. All right, just please don't touch that. For me in our house, it, it's one of two things. It's either my guitar. I've got an electric guitar that I love, right? Can't touch that. Or my board game shelf, which I'm sat in the top room here at the moment, in the spare room, and I'm stay. I, I love them. I love they're all neatly laid out in different uh, themes and all that kind of stuff. I know where every a board game is if I need to go and get it. And if someone was mucking around with that, I, I, I honestly, if I was in a different location, maybe up north, and someone was mucking with my board game collection, my shelves. I reckon I'd feel it like my span, my spidey senses would tingle. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Um, the Egyptian Shabti, uh, says Alex. Uh, we're cursed enough as it is at the moment. I've looked this up. This is uh, some kind of uh, uh, mummified sort of pharaoh statue uh, figurine uh, that, that it looks like Alex has in his house. I wouldn't would want you, that smashing. That's fair Why enough. would you do that to yourself? Have someone in your house which clearly is going to curse you if it so much just falls over and the arm breaks off it or something <laughs> like that. Just don't, you're just asking for trouble. Don't get involved. On that same subject, uh, Malia says, I've got many decorative skull ornaments. I have to say, a skull is also not something yeah. I would want smashing. Uh, as Bush well, says, you're yeah. asking for it. What's with all the witchcraft tonight? Can't you just have normal stuff? <laughs> Becca in Surrey says, my dad built a life-size Dalek. Bit of a midlife crisis. I'm terrified <laughs> of letting little hands touch it. It watches you when you enter the home. Uh, for your information, the arm is a toilet plunger. What else could it be? I, I would be disappointed <laughs> if it wasn't. Uh, just Tatty says on Twitter, this is an interesting thing. I'd love to know if anyone else has the same situation in their house. Uh, she says, any item in my drawer in the fridge... So they've got their own drawers in the family fridge. If you've got something wow. like that going on, let us know. Just had this from Stephen. I love this. It's very inexpensive, but I'm from Yorkshire. We don't like to part with money. I have a very temperamental iPhone charger. And whenever it's plugged in, I stand over it like a VIP bouncer so my two-year-old doesn't disturb it. You need a degree in quantum physics to get it working. I love this. This is so relatable. Hands up right now, people listening to this show, if you've written your initials on your charger, your phone charger in your own house, even though it's you and your family there. I bet there's loads of people doing that right now. Uh, and this one's a little beauty that's just come in. Georgie says, you can't touch or go near the casket with my horse's ashes in them in our house. Well, there you go. Wow. And we've got Kathy on the line. Kathy, what is it in your house that you're petrified of people going anywhere near? I've got some Swarovski crystal ornaments that my nan left me, and they're on my fireplace, and my grandson's not allowed near them. <laughs> Oh, wow. And what, what kind of things are they? I remember those from when I was a kid. Are they like little clowns and bears and that kind of thing? I've got like a swan, a pig, a hedgehog, meerkat. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got a bear and all sorts. <laughs> Kathy, when you look at what's going on there, you've got, you've got value, 
in the Swarovski yeah. crystals, and you've yeah, also exactly. got sentimental value because they were your nans and all that. Put exactly. the two together, he can't go anywhere near that. No. <laughs> so if anyone in your family goes anywhere near it, you're straight over there and push them out of the way. Is that right? Oh, God, yeah. They, nobody else is allowed to touch them except for me. <laughs> Cheers, Cathy. Okay. <laughs> okay, Jonathan, what is it in your place? It's a piece of the Death Star. Um, I purchased it online a couple of years back, and uh, if anybody goes near it, I get pretty nervous. So Wow. So a piece of the Death Star from the actual Star Wars movie that was used in the film, you mean, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's actually a piece of the actual Death Star that was used. Yeah, it was a model. It was a model they made, but they made it actually out of metal. So all these pieces were broken down and then auctioned off, and I managed to get my hands on one. Wow, that is amazing. So so who is at risk in your household? Who's who's the person you fear going near it the most or is it just basically anyone? Um it, it's 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 pretty much my partner, Dawn. She uh, <laughs> she's uh, she's a nightmare to be honest with you. I mean, she can't even eat without dropping something. So it's, you know, it, it's pretty it's pretty rough stuff. Uh, yeah. So but where where <laughs> have you got, got it displayed it. somewhere? This sounds like an amazing uh, thing from movie history. Tell me you've got it out on display. Or you haven't got to kind of hold away somewhere in a safe. Yeah, no, well, I, I, I did. I did have it out, but it, I just got too nervous with it. So it's it safely tucked away. But I've got I've got a storyboard from Star Wars as well. And, and I've actually put that in the kitchen uh, just to annoy her a little bit. That's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised anyone could go anywhere in your house. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you can't without seeing something from Star Wars, no. Uh, so my lot played football tonight, Arsenal. Uh, Bush's lot played last night. Our uh, our support team, our producers, uh, Adem and Nick, they both like their football too. And our producer, Nick, is a big Aston Villa fan. And uh, he was chatting to us the last couple of days uh, about the lengths that he's been going to recently uh, to get his football team a win. Have a listen to this. The lengths of his superstition are astonishing. Hi guys, it's producer Nick here and you've asked me to reveal my weird superstition. Well, whenever I watch my team, Aston Villa, play football, I have to constantly be touching or knocking a piece of wood for good luck. You might think I'm a freak, but so far this season, it's it's been working. I just hope that revealing my weird secret doesn't spoil the magic or others don't catch on and steal it for their own football teams. Now, isn't that unbelievable? Touching wood during a game, uh, it's it's working for Villa because they're having a great season so far as well, so there's definitely something in it. Uh, I mean, I don't know what your thoughts are on this. I mean, I've never really got into the whole lucky thing with Everton, as you can tell by the way we're playing recently. (laughs) But, um, you know, I've tried lucky seats, uh, there's a lucky shirt for a bit. That didn't kind of work. I haven't really happened upon anything, but this doesn't have to be about sport, I guess, in terms of superstitious stuff. This could be anything, couldn't it? My mate Darren, if you're going to watch an Arsenal game with him, he could only ever have you sat on the right. He wouldn't, he wouldn't, if you were going like, you know, the two of you to watch, you'd have to be sat on his right. You couldn't be sat on the other side because that would be unlucky. So even if the tickets that you'd been issued uh, dictated that one was left, one was right, you'd have to swap just for Darren's luck. That's mad, isn't it? And I guess if you go around Nick's house, he's got his own little bag of wooden items. I'd love to know. That's the other bit. We need to get a clarification in the next bit when, when we come back after the song. What bits of wood is he touching? Do you know what I mean? What is he up to whilst a game is on? Go on back and ask Nick a secondary question. Hi, Bush and Richie. I can confirm that the piece of wood that I touch when Aston Villa are playing is a tea table. And if that's not available, I'll just touch my forehead. 
because I'm super weird. You nutcase. Nick, you absolute nutcase. The other thing is as well, right? Everyone knows, touch wood, lucky rule, it can't have legs. Tea table's got legs in it. Very good point. And also, it's quite low. I would have thought you're having to sort of crouch down. A very strange position to be in to get good luck. Well, this is it. And I'm not, I'm not going to have a go at him because I do actually have one weird thing that I forgot earlier on. I, did, I do this without even thinking about it. So it's, I don't think about it as like a conscious thing that I do. Let me take you back to the early 80s. In our house in Trowbridge in Wiltshire, we had a conservatory with a really ropey snooker table in it, like a little tiny snooker table thing. And I remember my Uncle Steve from Crewe coming down for uh, the weekend. Um, uh, he was playing us at snooker. It was me and my brother versus my dad and his brother, my Uncle Steve. And every time my, my Uncle Steve was going to take a shot, he was saying, a little bit of magic's needed here, a little bit of magic's needed. And he'd screw up every single time. And, and I, I'm cotton on to that when I was a kid thinking there's a connection between Steve's like, like phrase ahead of taking a shot in snooker and mucking up. And I kid you not, to this day, if ever there's a free kick against Everton or uh, someone's about to take a penalty against us or whatever, I'll always say, in my mind, a little bit of magic's needed here. And sometimes <laughs> it works. <laughs> Benfica versus Arsenal tonight. I'll give it a try. A little bit of magic's needed here. Steve says, I never drink to the bottom of a cup of tea or coffee. I just leave a little bit at the bottom as it might bring bad luck if I drink it all. How, Steve? How? Do you know what? I, I'm going to jump on the back of that and say, you know all the, the mickey I had taken out of me when we first started this show, when we went for a drinking session, and we did a photo saying, you know, brilliant, we're going to be doing this show together. And everyone ignored that and just took the mickey out of the fact that I'd left a third of a pint in all of my pint glasses on our all day. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes. That's because of bad luck. That's because of bad luck. That's why I did it. <laughs> All right, if you say so. Uh, Ant says, never wash your clothes on New Year's Day, uh, which uh, is a piece of superstition that's only going to come around <laughs> once a year. <laughs> James says, I put on my right sock first, then my left, followed by my left shoe, then my right. This is something I've done since I was a kid. A bit of a debate as to whether that's a superstition, I would say, James, but... The more you do it, the more habit it becomes. And you think, I can't not do it any other way, I suppose. Footballers are a nightmare for this kind of thing. I'd love to know if anyone does a uh, like home-based Paul Lintz, where maybe you won't put your shirt on until you're just coming out the door. <laughs> That'd be quite interesting to know, wouldn't it? Uh, Rainbow Chaser on Twitter says, I always greet a lone magpie by counting backwards from 10 as fast as possible. Now, I mean, I I'm all up there with the whole magpie chat and superstitions and stuff like that. I've never heard of that one before. Mark, what do you do? Uh, so yeah, so basically, whenever I'm watching I'm watching the Hammers, which is good at the minute, uh, every time the opposition right. bring on a sub, I feel they're going to score. So I have to look away, dive under a cushion, you know, just basically avoid seeing him coming on. Well, and so, how did you discover this was a thing? Like, how, how did this get into your head, Mark? Uh, I pass. <laughs> just uh, yeah, I think I don't know. Sometime somebody came on and scored, and that was it. I just from then on looking away. That's the only way. So in reality, Mark, I mean, how does this work? Because surely if you're watching a game on telly, the first moment that you know that the opposition are bringing on a sub is when the camera cuts to someone yeah. jumping up and down on the touchline <laughs> and they're about to be that substitute. So you literally have to look away at that moment. Literally, from then until they've come on. And even when the camera's panning across when they're coming on, I can't look. <laughs> okay, but are you, are you OK play. in terms of uh, luck if they're still, they haven't crossed the threshold onto the pitch? You're still safe at that point? <laughs> Seems to be. Seems to be OK. OK. Yeah, oh, I can't, I okay, can't cool. even come on. <laughs> it's brilliant, Mark. It's brilliant. <laughs> there you go. There's the podcast in the bag. But now the moment you've all been waiting for, our hometown show 
walking advert. Home time with Bush and Richie. Nobody wants to hear about exercise when it's cold outside, so to protect your ears, we've bleeped out the word walk. Government guidelines recommend you try to walk a few times every week, but did you know you're also allowed to invite a friend to join you for a walk? If you're walking outside, be sure to use your pockets. Nobody likes a walk with cold hands. Why not download the Home Time podcast? We love to imagine you listening to us while you have a walk with a big smile on your face. And once you're done walking, don't forget to clean your boots. Home time with Bush and Ritchie. Weekdays, four till seven. With Tesco Mobile, every little helps.